0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Deep Dive Snippet. In this little clip, I'm speaking to Will Store, the author of the book, The Status Game, which talks about how we can understand motivation through the lens of the social status games that we all play every day. I find this topic incredibly fascinating, and I think it's so interesting how we all have these like underlying motivations for the things that we do, like the pursuit of money or career or wealth or fame or like making YouTube channels or anything like that. And it's interesting just how much the desire for social status is a fundamental part of basically all of the things that we do. And that's the stuff that Will and I are talking about in this clip. So yeah, hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the status game. Mm. How did you come become interested in the topic of the pursuit of social status?
1: Well, so the heretics and then selfie and then the science of storytelling those three books were all about that idea of the brain as a storyteller mm. They were all pursuing this one idea, which is the brain is is this delusional machine yeah. Which as I said before remixes reality into this heroic story We're in the middle of the world the universe everything revolves around us. We're amazing You know as long as we're psychologically healthy. We have all these, you know, crazy biases. Mm. so You know, I started to think, okay, so if that's that's what's really going on, if that's the kind of delusion we're in the middle of, if that's the kind of lie of the brain, what's the truth of the brain, what's actually going on kind of beneath the hood? And um, so, so this phrase that I read, um, I think it was a psychologist. Called, I think Robert Hogan um, came up with this phrase. That I, I, I used it in the selfie and the science of storytelling. That that, that our you know the, our secret subconscious drive is to get along and get ahead. And I, thought that, I always love that because it's it feels it's so simple to understand. Get along, um, get ahead. Yeah. Uh, and the the reason it's those things is because we're tribal. We're a tribal animal. We're, you know, we're, we're these apes that have mastered the art of um, um, cooperative living um uh you know we 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 driven to and 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 so so for those reasons we we have these very strong subconscious urges to get in together in groups of people who are, who are like-minded and um you know pursue goals with them um but also compete for status with other members of that group, but also those groups compete for status with rival groups. Yeah. And so that, that's tribal life, that's life in the tribe, you know, um, th- that's why we, we organize, human life is organized like that because it was organized like that 20,000 years ago on the African savannah. Uh, or, uh, and, uh, you know, I always find it's amazing that that's still human life today. You know those groups are political groups. They're football teams. They're, um, you know, cults. Their religions. Their corporations. That that we we this is what we do. That's human social life. It's groupish and it's compete competition, and and so so, so the status game is is really a book about that. Get along and get ahead. Mm. You know that's what a game is. A game is you get along. You you clump into a game a group of people that you're playing a game with, and then you you start competing.
0: Yeah. How did the story kind of come together? Did you start off with the hypothesis that this is a thing and then find the stories and the examples and stuff to back it up? Or was it more investigative? Like, what was was the approach there?
1: Yeah, uh, it was. So so when I was researching selfie and selfie is about um, how the West, West in the West, we're very individualistic and, you know, self-obsessed. Um, relatively speaking to the rest of the world. And, and so, so it was looking at kind of selfie culture, that narcissistic selfie yeah. culture. That's which, a great title,
0: by the way. Yeah, it wasn't mine. I can't uh, take credit yeah, for that. Yeah, I remember seeing it like, I think in
1: 2017 or something. Yeah,
0: that's when uh, it came out. Yeah, yeah and I was yeah. like, oh, that's an interesting book. <laughs> yeah, good.
1: Yeah, um, uh, yeah and um, and I, I interviewed this guy called Professor Bruce Hood, who's a very well-known psychologist down at the University of Bristol. And in my interview, he said to me, oh, you know, he said, why do we do the things that we do? Mm. So once we've got enough money to live and survive and we've got enough money for our families to survive. Everything is just about validation. You didn't use the word status, you used the word validation. You know, that's why we write books, that's why we pursue, that's why I'm a scientist and... And when he said that, my immediate response was, oh, come on, that's so cynical. It's like, yeah. such a ridiculous thing to say. And then I just sort of thought about it for another like 30 seconds. And I just <laughs> thought, I think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's right. I really do think he's right. And that that just really stayed with me. And then I just started researching it. So I started re, 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 do, you know, looking at the science of kind of status. But then what, the light bulb moment for me was really... The game part of it, mm. but because if you just say it's all about status, that's half the story. The other half is the connection. You know, once you, once we've connected, it's that like connecting with other people. So, so so once I sort of started to realise that um, that, um, I, I, I one of the light bulb moments for me was was one of my ghostwriting clients actually. And He's a guy with a working class background who became very successful, and he's very very alpha male, mm. like you know powerful. <laughs> Um, uh, you know military background yeah. like for middle class <laughs> lower middle class like book geek like me yeah. quite <laughs> intimidating and um, you know when I first met him it was at a meeting at a publishing company I, I was a bit nervous to be with him because I felt like as far as I, he's concerned, I'm this wimp, this little nerdy wimp, you know, with my little cardigan on. But I kind of felt that he was a bit nervous to meet me. He was a bit yeah. uncomfortable meeting me. And that really made me sort of, I "Why? what was going on there? And it was great because we were, he was really nice and I was expecting him to be a bit dismissive of me, but he was yeah. so nice, you know, and, and he was really enthusiastic to understand. And his whole thing with me was just like, mate, I don't know what you do, but just do what you do. Yeah. Just made this a great book, and you know he'd really trusted me, yeah. and um, and, then I, and and that was the big breakthrough for me because because I because I, I realised that, that we have different ways of measuring status, mm. like his way of measuring status is with physical strength, banter, probably football, like talking about football, I don't know about that. That's his criteria for claiming status, and that, that that's what he's proud of. You know, his physicality. Yeah. Whereas my criteria for claiming status are things like books you've written mm. and getting nice reviews in the times or, you know, yeah. fucking paintings on the walls, yeah. all those kinds of things. <laughs> and, um, and that's when I suddenly realized it's, it, it, we're not all competing with each other. We're playing different status games. Yeah. So, 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 so when he came around my house to work on my book and he saw the paintings on the walls and all the books on the shelves, yeah. e- even with the fact of his incredibly masculine life, he probably would have felt a little bit intimidated and a little mm. bit uncomfortable because he's in a, he's in a different world now, yeah. and and his criteria for claiming status suddenly doesn't count. Yeah, and he, you know, um, and when I go into his world and and I'm meeting with his very very masculine terrifying, you know, yeah. people, I'm. Like shit, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone's really nice. So, so, so yeah. you know, but, 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 but that, that was the breakthrough. Like we're playing different status games. Mm. And the thing to understand is that, is, that, is that we're not all competing with each other. We're all playing little individual games. Mm. And each of these games has kind of symbolic um, ways of claiming status. So if you think about Monopoly, the way, you, the, the way you symbolize status in Monopoly is those little plastic houses and hotels and the money. Um, and, and, and that's how we play status games. So his symbolic... Um, claims to status is his physicality, his history of extreme violence, <laughs> um, you know, his success, his huge successes in that physical world. Yeah. Um, and probably he's very proud of playing, I don't know you could imagine football or whatever yeah. those things are. And mine are completely different. And it was that understanding that really made me see the world in a different way okay. to understand the status games that we all play and how, how how they drive us and make us kind of different kinds of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as I, as I was listening to the audiobook, I found myself thinking that
0: it is very hard to get away from the fact, from the idea that seeking status is bad mm. and that, you know... Uh, similar to with the, the stuff they talk about in, in The Elephant in the Brain, you know, that, that quote from allegedly from JP Morgan that a man always has two reasons for doing something, the good reason and the real reason. And if I think of like, what's my real reason for being a YouTuber, for doing this podcast, for wanting to write a book? It's like, if, if I've got to be honest with myself, it is b- broadly status motivated. And I'm like, shit, this <laughs> yeah. is this is bad. Like, shouldn't I have a more like altruistic impact? And it's like, yeah, it's kind of nice. Like teaching people, it's, it's kind of fun talking to a camera. But But really, if I was doing it, if I was like talking to people and then hitting delete rather than hitting publish, <laughs> suddenly that changes the equation. And so, okay, what's what's going on there? Um, yeah, but what, what do you think about that? That like. When, when when i guess when we think or when we point out the status thing it feels like a negative
1: it does feel like a negative and, and that was the journey i went on because it isn't i mean it can be a negative yeah. there's lots of negative in the book about the, about the bad sides of the status game but it's also what's made civilization mm. it's what it's what makes us good people and, you know the, the history of the status game again goes back to those tribes the tribes in which we evolved and so, you know, nature has to find a way of incentivizing us to be valuable people. Mm. You know, we, we humans can be very selfish and self-interested and delusional, and you know all those things. So, how do you get these creatures that have a tendency towards selfishness to be selfless and to work for the benefit of the tribe? Well, you incentivize them with status, mm. and status is, is this reward. So, so, so what happened was. Um, You know, we we were playing status games with our reputation, we had a reputation in the tribe, you know, um, and you'd get a good reputation, you'd go up in the status game if you proved yourself to be valuable to the tribe. And there's two ways of being valuable to the tribe, you can be virtuous, so you can be generous. Courageous in battle yeah. a follower of rules and an enforcer of rules or you can be successful So um, you can be valuable to tribe by being a really great honey finder a really great hunter a really great storyteller a Really great sorcerer. And um, so, so 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 it's this reward that you get for being valuable for being useful for being kind mm-hmm. and generous And and so so that was true 10,000 years ago It's too, still true today It's if you think about like we're not we're not used to uh, seeing people like gandhi and um you know um malala as yeah. superstars as celebrities but they are you know that they, they are moral superstars mm. and that's good it's good that's that's good that that's humanity at its best i think is when we is when we see valuable people like like gandhi or like um the people who invented the astrazeneca vaccine you know um and, and we make celebrities of them mm. we're, we're celebrating them as we're making them heroic and, and so you know w- without that we wouldn't have civilization we wouldn't have the moral world as we know it because you know you can feel it with with, with, with the moral status thing when you do something good and kind you feel it in your yeah. body oh great you go Ooh. <laughs> yeah. you feel up you literally feel physically up you know and, and when other people find out that you have done a nice thing they go oh that's amazing yeah. and they and, and that's an automatic response and that's brilliant it's that that's the best of the human animal so, so 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 i do think it's i i completely agree with you that that we are used to our condition to seeing status as this negative thing and it can be a very negative thing but it's also the very very best of who we are as a as a, as a species it, you know it, it, in the in the book i talk about like things like the origin of the iphone for example you uh, know you know with steve jobs um uh kept meeting this guy from Microsoft at these parties because his wife was friends with his wife. And this guy would be was oh we've solved computing. We're gonna kill Apple. We've got this new touch screen device with a stylus. Yeah. And um, Steve Jobs was just livid because mm. because he was like hey you know you didn't talk to me like that. does Microsoft solved computing. And he came in, and, and apparently there was a set of expletives. And he said, "Right, we're going to show them how it's really done. And it's not a stylus with your finger. Make the thing with the finger." Yeah. And they made it, and that was the iPhone. And then again the iPad. It started off as the yeah. So, 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 so you know, that's a, a a great example of somebody very Steve Jobs, very interested in status, unusually you know yeah. obsessed with status. Um, and you know, the iPhone, for good, or for, for better or for worse, has changed the world. Uh, and and it began with just somebody feeling belittled at a barbecue in yeah. in, in California <laughs>